0: And now for something completely different. Ah! Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money. Markets. Life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors.
1: Nothing we talk about today will be classified. Just like at the White House. And welcome to Financial Fitness Friday. I'm Rich Rosso, CFP, here with Danny Ratliff, CFP. Thank you for joining us today. We so appreciate it. I, for one, am very glad the week is almost over. Danny was just here, and he's back again. They used to have Castro convertibles. Remember those? Now they have Rat Ratliff convertibles. Ratliff rollouts. Ratliff rollouts. I got nothing. It's not
2: a Murphy bed. It's a rat lift bed.
1: Oh, man. Would you like a... And I even have your ad campaign. Would you like a rat in your bed? (laughs) (laughs) I got a feeling that's going to go over real well. I don't know. I think Mattress Mac can sell anything. Would you like a rat in your bed? (laughs) You
3: know, that may be your worst... That's
1: my worst impression. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely yeah. my worst. Yeah. No, there are some that are even worse. But, yeah, that one does take the cake. You know, uh, Danny, you know, oil is the new tech. Have you noticed? First of all, Intel always breaks my darn heart. <clears throat> I, they never can get their damn act together. What is wrong with that company? I, they, they are a conundrum to me. I can never figure out what they're doing. But then you see Chevron coming out and obviously getting... Raising the ire of the White House. How dare you buy back shares and you make made money for your shareholders? You evil, evil companies, right? As opposed to the uh, tech companies that just take over everything that we do. So it's just so funny seeing this flip uh, where oil companies are now coming or this reemergence versus what we're seeing out of tech.
2: How dare you! <laughs>
1: Well it is interesting to watch.
3: I mean, looking yeah. at, you know, looking at some of the prices right now, some are 52 week highs, but yet could still get higher.
1: Well, their valuations still look some of them still look okay.
3: Yeah, and and if you look at the uh, revenue stream what
1: they have going on, China opening up again, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Makes that, a big promising. difference. I mean, gas is over $3 a gallon. <laughs> I've noticed that. I know. That. I filled up uh yesterday, the day before is man. Like, all right, we're here again. Yeah.
3: But that, that's the interesting conundrum that I think that the market's having to deal with and kind of sift through and understand, okay, China's back reopening, um, yet here we are in a global economy that pretends to be slowing, but yet yesterday we had decent economic we, data. I mean, you look at the initial jobless yep. claims, we look at new home sales, durable goods, stripping out transportation looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you strip out transportation, I think it's a different story, but that's pretty volatile as
1: it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, it's, you look at the uh, Atlanta Fed sticky price uh, CPI, and that indicator has not budged. Um, no. It's still year over year close to six percent, which ma- makes me believe, Danny. Like, you know, it's like you said, it's a th- lot of strange things post pandemic. It makes me wonder if the Fed's making a mistake if they're looking to raise rates by only 25 basis points. I mean, I personally think they should go 50. Um, you've got I know inflation is coming down in certain sectors, but look at the service sector, right? And I think that inflation is going to be stickier than people realize. There are a lot of, we know a lot of small mid-sized businesses, service industries that have to continue to pay their people. um, And they want to keep them. And those prices, those, those, those demand for wages and the demand for that help is not going away. So, there are more embedded price pressures, I think, because of where the labor market is, and it's going to take a lot more by the Fed to move it and then, like you just mentioned, we've had global growth really surprise on the upside a bit, so we've had that issue uh, so i and and I think Lance brought this up, but financial conditions have loosened, not tightened recently, and the fed's not going to want or it's not going to like that so you know. I, I understand that the rate hikes are working to some degree, but it seems like they need to continue inflicting pain. And I don't know where the breaking point is. So to me, 25 basis points isn't enough. What, well, do, you, what do you
3: think? And, and you start looking at the numbers and you, you say, okay, what what's the demand? But productivity hasn't increased enough to really offset that demand. Where right. Even if the demand is, is dropping, it's not dropping quick enough because productivity is not coming up quick enough to kind of fill that need. I don't know, rich. I mean, I think this is still the year of the bonds. I think there's less downside risk and more opportunity lock in higher rates. I think that still the thesis that we do see lower rates in the future is still there by all means, but do we Mm -hmm. see rates rather stagnant even with this data? I mean, we're seeing 10 year yields up about 0.6 pre-market right now. Uh, so six basis points, not 0.6, 0.06. Um, you know, we saw it up a tad bit yesterday, but not much. We're back at three and a half. I mean, we've been at four and a half. Yep. And the, the bond market's suggesting something else. Equity markets have been doing okay.
1: Um, Very fierce rotation into more cyclical. And I think it's, I think there's still a lot of denial on the market side. And you have to remember, we've had demographic issues globally. Rich countries, especially, um, the demographics are poor, but we've seen to have accelerated that after the pandemic, right? We've had labor force sort of break down, and there are a lot of reasons for that, whether it's social safety nets, people retiring. We, we, nobody talks about the elephant in the room, which is the poor demographics globally. Uh, there's just not enough people to fill those roles. And, then, and wh- I wrote a piece, I guess about four or five months ago, called the Great Unretirement, where you're gonna see a lot of older workers coming out of retirement because of where inflation's been, how it's affecting them. And uh, heck, I'd hire older workers all day. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They they do work. But there is a labor shortage. And I'm not sure I don't sure. know how we how we feel it. And I just think that service you're gonna have to continue to pay people. I mean, I think Walmart just raised their minimum wage, didn't they? They did, yeah. What was it fourteen dollars $14 an, an hour?
3: And an yeah, and so I think that what we're seeing is that people are, and, and I don't know if you're seeing this as well, but I'm talking to people and they're going back to work. Now, granted, it's typically not the same job, not the same high-paying job that they had, but Correct. they're finding either contract work, going back, doing something. Some of it's just boredom, and you know Some what? Some of it's just want to keep their mind
1: occupied. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that, but I do think that uh, there are a lot more people looking to go to work. Listen, Bucky's, you know, that's my fantasy job. You can be a department manager for six figures at Bucky's. I want to tell you something. I may not be here in a couple of weeks. (laughs) You're going to see me with my big Bucky shirt and that place. I love that place.
0: Yeah. Hey. There's some weekends
1: I just head to Bucky's. I have no idea. Yeah. I. But I looked at the sign recently. There are some jobs at Bucky's as general manager. And a quarter million dollars a year. Quarter million dollars. I thought that was. I thought somebody doctored that on the internet. So I had to drive to Bucky's. (sighs) To say, this is not real. There's no way. Well, you had to go grocery shopping, right? Right, a quarter million dollars. The beaver is paying and not in nuggets.
3: So, guys, if you're not in this region, Bucky's is a very large gas station. I'm not even sure you can call
2: it a gas station anymore. It's a destination. It It, is a destination. Hit
1: that. How dare you call it a gas station?
2: I'm I'm set up for the break. I can't. Yeah.
1: Well, you're going to hit it later because I'm...
3: (laughs) that's offensive i'm sorry Rich. how dare you they're paying people better than than general managers of grocery because they I'm understand
1: sure. the value of keeping good employees and guess what if they went public there is no way they'd be paying people that amount of money no way that's why they stay private they keep their employees happy when we get back we can talk about so many other things what's our what's our keywords today medicare advantage stinks The Medicare Advantage, whatever. Messiness. Messiness of Medicare Advantage. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the goo when we get back for Nature Fitness Friday. Stay tuned.
0: Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet. At realinvestmentadvice.com.
2: Housekeeping. Getting your financial house in order for the new year need not be a tedious task. Our next Candid Coffee will get you ready for the physical roller coaster 2023 promises to be with financial tips and talk. Saturday, January 28th with Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com. The Financial Housekeeping Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso. Register today at realinvestmentadvice.com. realinvestmentadvice.com.
0: The Real Investment Show.
1: Listen, Jim, there's no Lance on Fridays. (laughs) All
2: right? On our YouTube channel? Sorry. We take over the airwaves.
1: And we're going to make it as annoying as possible for
2: you. Chat window is ablaze this morning. Hey. And now
1: I've got a song
2: for you. Oh,
1: mm. oh no! <laughs> Today I'm gonna do my best. It's
3: not. It's not Sing Along Friday, Rich. <laughs> it's Financial Fitness Friday. Okay. And I'm not sure how fit this is gonna be. This <laughs> is gonna be good. <laughs> I don't know. You
1: know that song? Don't worry, be happy. Mm-hmm. Here's a little song I wrote about a place they call Davos. Don't worry, be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. Let elites turn your life to rubble. Don't worry, be happy. But please don't own. Go ahead and rent your home. Don't worry, be happy now. We know the weather's too hot. We'll take your gas stove and your pot. Don't worry, (laughs) be happy. You like it so far, Danny?
3: Fantastic.
1: Sometimes all you need are hugs. Let me show you the crunchy goodness of bugs. Don't worry. Be happy. We'll tell you what you need to do while our private jets blow through. Don't worry. Be happy. And here's the last one. You're going to like this, Danny. Just for us, it's caviar. New York Strip and a gas powered car. Don't worry. Be happy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Crickets. He's he's speechless. (laughs) Crickets. Well, he's eating them. He's eating them. That Davos crowd is the most inane, stupid. Uh, How many words can I say before I get in trouble? Tell us what you really think, Richard. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man. I am just telling you, every year we, we listen to that crap. And uh, it makes me more annoyed than ever. I just love, you know, the the (laughs) jet tracker. Like how many private jets
3: got there, the emissions from that, the fuel used. And then they tell us, peons, (laughs) not to drive to work.
1: Oh, it's funny. So listen, uh, we always talk about, and we're going to have some more of our right lane post-pandemic survival classes coming up in the fall. But Medicare Advantage is something you got to be careful of. And a lot of uh, older Americans look at it because, frankly, it's very affordable in the short term, and we tend to look at expenses in the short term. Some plans have no deductibles. Uh, you see them advertised all the time. A lot of my favorite childhood heroes uh, that are on there on TV talking about it, like Joe Namath, right? And you get a F- Fitbit and silver sneakers and all this stuff, but you got to be careful, right? you got to be careful, and especially if you ever wind up in a nursing home. And Medicare itself doesn't pay for nursing home care, but it's a little bit better original Medicare than it comes to Medicare Advantage. But we always talk about the, the pitfalls sometimes of Medicare Advantage, don't we, Danny? We
3: we do, and you know one thing we always go back to is that if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Like you know you talk about somebody oh you're going to get a fit, but a gym membership and you're going to pay no premiums.
0: Yes, hmm. what's and, wrong and with that gotta, picture?
1: And you got to remember at the time clients retire generally. They're usually healthy. So when you have these zero premium Medicare Advantage plans, they're attractive. Correct. Uh, right, And they're gonna keep you health, healthy and you're gonna do all these things. But if your uh, sickness ends up costing the plans too much, they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to get, get out of paying for your benefits. You have some sort of life-threatening illness and they, they wanna prescribe a certain uh, uh, procedure And you don't like this procedure. There's a better procedure if you would have stayed with Medigap or went on to Medigap. These are the pitfalls you have when you have serious illness, if that case ever comes up. People who do have Medicare Advantage, even maybe they start out the first few years, that's okay. But you're on borrowed time because if you get a preexisting condition, you're going to have a problem getting onto a Medigap plan, which tends to... Be sort of like your work plan, uh, your healthcare plan, right? And it's much more comprehensive, but you're going to have monthly premiums for Medigap. Yeah, no, you you certainly
3: are. And you know, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. I, in fact, they said, "Hey, I don't want to sign up for it. I'm going to sign up for Part A. I'm not going to sign up for B and D. I have my retiree healthcare plan." And you know, we kind of talked about the pros and cons of, of each. Right. And in this case, I think if you said listen i'm not doing anything maybe you go find that medicare advantage plan that that, that has that $0 premium mm-hmm. and now this isn't a cash flow issue this is a principal issue they're like look the medicare you know social security disability um, you know old age is it, trust is basically going broke at some point right and i'm like well there's going to be changes they're going to have to be and unfortunately what we think it's likely going to be is that we're going to foot the bill taxes mm-hmm. are going to go up mm-hmm. but it's a, uh, I, I get the point. Like, why would I have to get on this if I have great coverage already? And so kind of walk through those pros and cons of that. But in, in her case, it's a principal issue. And she's like, I'm not going to do it. Well, maybe in this case, maybe you do Medicare Advantage and don't don't have any premiums. But I think for most and people. private insurance. Yeah, you have to be cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, because is it an HMO? Is it a closed network? What if you do need a specific drug that may or may not be covered, right? Right. Um, what's, what's your out-of-pocket cost going to be? So keep, it, keep in mind, a lot of people like the Medicare Advantage because it's it's a combined package. It's going to be, you know, you've got A, B, and, and D, typically. So you're not going out and, and buying each one individually,
1: per se, from original Medicare and a Medigap policy. It's going to be all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Medicare Advantage, uh, the appeal process is, is hot and heavy. Uh, people that are going for certain procedures, they want a different procedure. Um, almost all Medicare Advantage plans try to cut short your time in nursing homes. So this, this appeal process for Medicare Advantage seems to be pretty standard. Um, but the problem is that is a very stressful process, and the odds are not with you. Correct. And that's the last time I want what time do I don't want the stress is when I'm going through an illness – and they won't pay for my nursing home care or rehabilitation. Wait a minute, what's the deal here? Uh, Or my family has to go through that. Um, And sometimes nursing homes will say, listen, drop your Medicare Advantage plan and go on to original Medicare, it might be even better. But who wants to go through all of this as opposed to getting the decision right when you're first Medicare eligible and you're no longer employed by a company that can provide insurance to you, that fits that qualifies for creditable coverage, as we call it. So it, listen, there are a lot of people's budgets are strained, especially with inflation. We get that. So when you see a zero deductible plan and no out-of-pocket, if you're going to be healthy for your entire life and never have a serious illness and never need nursing home care, then Medicare Advantage is going to fit into your life. Or you have a period of time, even though you, you're taking a risk, where maybe you, when you first start out of retirement, I've had people do this, Danny, they come out in retirement, they do Medicare Advantage, they're young retirees, and then about three to four years later, they realize, you know, I understand my cash flows better, I'm still going to be subject to underwriting, but I am healthy, and I'm gonna go now before, you know, before I lose this ability to do it. Correct. But that is a little bit of healthcare roulette, but there are people that will launch first using Medicare Advantage and then move on to original Medicare and Medigap coverage. And what people don't understand is when they're through their enrollment period, whether it's their special enrollment period after they finish working, or their standard enrollment period at age 65, there's a period of time you can get that Medicare Advantage I uh, Medicare, Medigap. So keep in mind when you get Medicare, it's Swiss cheese. You've got holes to fill. You got part A, but you got Part B. But then you got to fill the holes of coverage that Medicare doesn't take care of. And that's where Medigap policies come in. But if it's in within an, your enrollment period, you have no pre you have a pre existing condition. They're going to take you. Three four years down the road, you're outside of the window now and you get a, uh, an illness, and you're on Medicare Advantage, and they say, sorry, we're not covering this, or you're going to co- foot the, a good part of this bill. Or it's an HMO policy, and you can't
3: get out of that closed network. I that's mean, right. That's an issue. Now, we are seeing more PPO policies with these plans. But, right. you know, Rich, I think it's a cash flow issue for the majority of America. I mean, you look at the numbers, look, look at what people are living on in retirement, what mm-hmm. they've saved, and
1: I only see these you know growing more and more popular. I don't see how they don't. They, they are, their numbers are astounding, and the popularity continues to grow. And part of it is the great marketing. I mean, the government has cracked down on some of these companies for some of the marketing that they've done on TV. Look, right? higher, higher rates, higher inflation. You're pushing people to socialize medicine. Yeah, I mean, you are, and some budgets can't handle... Have, to have Medigap coverage and then Part D coverage all on top of the Part B coverage, they, they can't afford it. No, you wanted health care. You're going to get it. It's just not the one you want. Yeah. <laughs> you want your uh, want to keep your doctor? Good luck with that. Eat your spinach. Yeah. I th- th- why do we always preach, Danny? Health is connected to wealth. That you must try to stay as in best ho- health as possible when you get into retirement. Not only for your lifestyle but for your expenses um, as well. So a lot of patients that are on Medicare Advantage or in nursing homes, they do get denied. Uh, to say they need extended coverage because of a, a broken hip or something, they need rehabilitation, and Medicare Advantage just says no, right? Then again, you can go through the appeal process, but good luck with that. Or um, well you can switch back to original Medicare. You have a special enrollment period to do that, um, you could you can take advantage of the appeal process. You don't want to give up, but man, who wants to go through that while I'm while I'm convalescing or having a major illness? Not me, do you? No way. I don't want to deal with it on a regular basis, not much can less you imagine? when you're sick. No. Or your family has to get brought in to do it. So it's it, it could become a problem. So think and that's meta- probably the more likely scenario. It is. So think of Medicare Advantage advantages maybe as a launch plan, but then look at Medigap, most importantly. When we get back, we can talk about all kinds of other stuff here on Financial Fitness Friday. Stay tuned.
2: Getting your financial house in order for the new year need not be a tedious task. Our next Candid Coffee will get you ready for the physical roller coaster 2023 promises to be with financial tips and talk. Saturday, January 28th with Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff. Register now at RealInvestmentAdvice.com. The Financial Housekeeping Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso. Register today at RealInvestmentAdvice.com. RealInvestmentAdvice.com.
0: You're listening to the Real Investment Show.
2: To the highway
1: overpass nursing home. We might want to
3: <laughs> think about that. Here they have those in San Francisco.
2: Do Houston, you know? Austin. There's a
1: Seattle couple they're building a home on the median of i5 right on the ramp what they've built an actual house they've got the wood up they've got the windows because they said listen it's better than a tent they've built a tiny home literally it looks like it's a house yeah. on the off ramp
2: how the how did they even i'm sure they didn't it's seattle get a permit for that what
1: seattle yeah so Candace and Mark said, "Listen, we're building. We're building our home, and all the stuff's coming from the dumpsters, right? We have an A-frame roof. We have a foundation. We have window. We have doors. We've got a view of Dexter Street. I mean, they got a whole thing there, right on the ramp. So Low said, taxes. We, we were on the sidewalk. With I'm actually
3: pretty impressed with this. Yeah.
1: Listen, they said we were in the sidewalk, and our stuff was in a tent. We built a home. I mean, this is how they." F- you know, watch mm-hmm.
2: 1883, man. And the <laughs> Department of Transportation will mow the yard for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, the property belongs to the Seattle Department of Transportation, but this is Seattle. Yeah. They're going to probably say, let's build more. <laughs> Free I housing mean, for all. They do have some ingenuity here, right? I no, mean, they do. Know? I mean, they also have a view of the freeway and <laughs> I mean, easy access. and Because you don't need an alarm clock. Uh, somebody says this is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh,
2: Lots of crazy things. But living in tents under the overpass is intense. Acceptable? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think any of it's acceptable,
3: right? I mean, as a society, unfortunately, we've normalized it and mm-hmm. encouraged it. You know, and
1: that's a problem. I am not surprised by anything anymore. No. But it is a nice little house, so I have to give them credit for that. If you think you can do that, you think you'd be able to find a job and well you got to think I mean this is actually oh, a legit little, might even
3: hire you. little cabin heck. I mean, I think a builder may say, hey, you did
1: this all on your own. What's yeah. your background? From re- and that's how they build tiny homes actually. Mm-hmm. The, outside of Luling, uh, the Texas tiny homes, which has really been the revolutionary start of tiny homes been around for over 25 years. They use all recycled materials. Well, you were a seed investor in that, right? I wish. I wrote about it in my book that it was going to be the mo- one of the most popular ways for people to live. And there you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. problem
3: is you're going to sell your, your nice home in the suburbs, still go out there and pay the same price for a
1: tiny home now because of the popularity. Well, now you are because you got to buy the land, right? So how much is land now, depending on where you, mm-hmm. where you go? Not Forget. around here. Exactly. <laughs> Sky high. Shall I meet you on the, um, on the ramp from 610? <laughs> well, the uh, problem is if you want to build a house. There's, a little the bit of, there's some trees by cross timbers. Yeah. We could build a nice little place. Uh, that may be the best bet because the, problem, the issue now that you
3: face here is that in many areas, land is so expensive. Uh, if you want c- yes, just crazy. a little bit, that the house you have to build if you're ever going to recoup your money is going to be astronomic. Your taxes are going to be through the roof. Look and most people can't to, afford it.
2: Look what happened to the land prices in Washington County. People oh, yeah. out there, discovered Chapel oh, Hill, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Psh, my the roof. goodness,
1: that is crazy. I yeah. thought it was
2: expensive ten years ago. Ooh,
1: boy, was I wrong. Mm. Now I am seeing, interestingly enough, in the hill country out here in Texas, prices on homes have come down quite a bit. Um, they used to, and they used to sell in a day, and they're not doing that anymore. Uh, but, yes, overall, they're still extended, and land especially. New Ulm, I cannot believe what New Ulm industry, Carmine, I mean, these places that nobody would live, uh, and I think they're great, but they're very rural, and land is crazy.
3: Just The so. interesting thing about that, I think, Rich, is that So many people are moving to these areas with very little infrastructure, right? You're driving 30, 45 minutes to get to the hospital, to get to somewhere, Mm -hmm. go see doctors. Sometimes it may be an hour. And people love it. But there's been so many people going that direction that
2: what you left, you're bringing there. So you're going to have to get further and further away. I got a buddy who lives in Cat Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He drives to Houston for his radio job and his wife. Drives to San Antonio for her radio job. I broke down in front of the Cat, Sc- Cat Springs Country Club <laughs> a couple years ago.
3: Seen a client. Meow.
1: Fun. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that also brings up the fact that a lot of comp- uh, people thought that they would be working from home in certain companies, and then they found out they're not. And there's this great TikTok. I didn't watch the TikTok, but I saw the story about this guy. He He goes ahead. He takes a job with Google in tech. And first he's he's moved out cuz they he says, "Okay, they he, you can work remote." So he moves far out. Then they say, "No, listen, you got to come back into the office." So he comes back and moves into like this very expensive area and then they let him go. <laughs> cuz you know Google's like mm-hmm. tech is laying off people and they do it through email. Listen, this generation only works through email. Try to get Erica here to call you. All right? I'm calling you out, Erica. <laughs> You darn Gen Zs! You're making me crazy. My daughter's an email right now. my daughter's the same way. I'm like, phone call, pick up the phone. Well, I can accomplish typically, you know, in and out
3: of meetings. I can accomplish so much more in a conversation that last well, it's two just minutes so much
1: versus. Better. Yeah. I, I I can't get people to make a phone call anymore. So they, so they, these people are upset that they're getting let go by email. It's so cold. Yeah. Well, this is how you all operate. You're a bunch of robots. Not you, Erica. I like you. You're almost a robot. You're half robot. Not all robot. But you know what? There has been a great study from the National Bureau of Economic Research that said that working from home is saving commuters around the world 72 minutes a day, and they're splitting between their jobs, leisure, and caregiving. What, what's interesting, um, and again, with the infrastructure falling apart, <laughs> everywhere we go, why do you want to drive to work? And even if you want to drive to work, you're going to lose a tire. I can't even tell you how many times I'll see on Facebook. A friend goes, I just replaced my tires, and they're all shredded. <laughs> it's just the way it is, right? So what's, what they're finding is, is that there's a paper out that people are actually working. Spending more time working longer, they're not slacking off in this study. Uh, they're spending more time uh, from that, room, you know, from that commute working. Yes, they're they're putting in some time more leisure. There's there is some caregiving, child rearing, going on, but um, they are seeing significant um, saving. Uh, people using the time to work. How do you think about that, Danny? Working. They're actually working. I think it's great. We need, we need the productivity. Yeah. I mean, I personally like the hybrid schedule, but I don't like working from home every day. I, I think you got to get into the office. It clears your head. You think differently. There's an energy that comes from being social and around yeah, people. I agree. It's just like when we, we talk about people in retirement, especially men. They retire, and they don't leave the house, and they become less social compared to women in general. Uh, We just fall into it, and it's not healthy. So going into the office and engaging is so much different. So so you don't have to do it every day, but three days a week, you know, breaking it up is not a bad. I think it's great for your mental health, but it's also good for your career, and it's also good for your energy to do it. Well, and I think it helps define a culture of a business, and I think
3: that's one thing that's many are struggling with. Talking with business owners, where you're in a hybrid schedule, where people just don't see each other anymore when you don't have that face-to-face interaction. Now, um, I can make some arguments from a productivity standpoint for both, both. Right? I mean, there's some people that could probably work from the moon and be fine. There's some people that really do a much better job here, um, or in an office. Not talking about any of you guys, but Erica.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> so here's what they found out. Businesses have been the biggest beneficiary of travel time savings. Workers devoting 40% of their save time toward their primary and or secondary jobs. A third went toward leisure. 11% went to caregiving. That's from the National Bureau of Economic Research.
2: What was the average time savings? 40%. Uh,
1: no, the oh time, oh the oh yeah it's coming up about uh 72 minutes a day
2: really because of the just the commute alone well I'd say in Houston it's probably oh. closer to 90 to two hours 72 minutes yeah. would be oh, yeah.
1: a cakewalk of a mm-hmm. commute around here we wish now but I will tell you because of hybrid schedules most likely I can get around this town a lot easier at different times of day
2: yes. than I did in the past if you know where the 10 12 years yes. ago mm-hmm.
1: you know
3: that that's interesting because I feel like it's a I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Which part? It is for getting me. Getting around town easier because it used to be pre-pandemic. I could leave here by 4 and no, no problems. I could get home pretty easily. Now, I don't live close. But, and if I didn't leave by 4, you might as well just wait till about 7.
1: That's the way it used to be for me. And but now it's 3 so, now. Hmm. Well, it, may, it could be, to your point, just people working hybrid schedule, they're just out on the road more. At certain times, like do you ever go to like a grocery store in the middle of the day and go, does anybody work? (laughs) The place is mobbed. We go to the grocery store like 6 a.m., Rich. You know what? I do the same thing on a Sunday. Saturday nights. Saturday nights. (laughs) All the off times. Those are the times you hit up the supermarket. And then you look around and you go, hi, loser. (laughs) You don't have a date either, huh? It's fun. We get back. We're going to address some. We're going to continue this talk about Medicare Advantage. We haven't finished. We got some stuff we want to tackle here. We get back. Stay tuned.
0: Daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Housekeeping.
2: Getting your financial house in order for the new year need not be a tedious task. next candid coffee will get you ready for the physical roller coaster 2023 promises to be with financial tips and talk saturday january 28th with richard rosso and danny ratliff register now at real the financial housekeeping candid coffee with ratliff and rosso register today at real investment real investment
0: the real investment show
1: on HGTV,
2: tent renovations. <laughs> we could canvas the audience.
1: <laughs> I was living alone, and then I... Because the administration kicked me out, and I built myself a little home. Right on the grounds of the White House.
2: For her, a tiny house would be a palace. It would be... It would be.
1: Tonight's girl. Who's tonight's guest? Tonight's guest? Greta. (laughs) Tonight's guest on HGTV. She'll have a government job before too long. Be well taken care of. Oh, I'm thinking she's already... She's in. She's... That girl has got her career set. How dare you? (laughs) Oh, my God. You ever see those those memes with her? It's not really her, but there's some... (laughs) woman that looks like her smoking a cigarette stop sending me these it's not
2: me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like sl-
2: she looks like Greta
1: <laughs> she looks just like Greta oh, poor thing <laughs> she's oh, like great. 80 years old but she looks like yeah. Greta and she's got a big cigarette <laughs> hanging. just stop sending me Greta photos <laughs> if she does
2: she looks just like Greta she could have a second career <laughs> She a could. Greta just go around on the
1: how dare you tour <laughs> she could probably people would pay to take pictures with her I mean, yeah. she's got a career mm-hmm. listen you go to Times Square they want to take pictures with Elmo you know who made a fortune when you go to New York City when Trump was president they oh, had yes. the Trump the guy dressed the in the Trump mask and the Hillary mask and they would be they would be fighting we, we had him on the uh, show one time
2: did you really he's hilarious is he is he he very talented guy
1: very funny yes. I bet those dudes made a fortune (laughs) doing (laughs) that on the street. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of streets, which need housekeeping, uh, financial housekeeping. We have our uh, Saturday Candid Coffee. A lot of people signed up for this one. Helpful tips and talks on cleaning up your finances. Um, Practical tips, ways to budget. You know, listen, how to manage unexpected risks. This could be a very volatile year. Don't let uh, the calm of January fool you. We want to make sure that you've got the hatches battened down, like that couple in Seattle <laughs> with their home. <laughs> their hatches are battened down. What do you think? Uh, I think Jim somebody's be- probably
3: going to run off with that house. But. <laughs>
1: But this should be good. Um, Again, this is a very, always our candid coffees are very casual. We're here to help you, give you some practical ideas. We'd love your practical ideas or send us questions. Um, It's very easy to think that the storm is over. But with the Fed out there lurking, it's not. And with the Fed looking to push unemployment rates higher, your job may not be as secure as you think. So we just want to make sure you've got everything taken care of properly. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff and taking your
3: questions and we're getting some, and some of these are very technical in nature. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: it's financial housekeeping. People calm down with the questions. Here's
3: the Elliott wave theory. Erica. Yeah. We're talking about behavioral finance, things that you can do to, to make sure you keep money in your pocket. Right. Ideas, tips. And if you have them, share them with us real investment Go to ask a question, share it there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can register right there under the uh, events tab. Uh, we'd love to see you guys. Uh, we're going to be doing a Zoom. So from home, I assume? I would think so. You traveling?
1: No. No? Okay. Not traveling.
3: So you'll probably hear kids and dogs and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff in my house. But my uh, dogs yeah. in my house? Mm-hmm.
1: It'll be fun. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. We love these, um, you know, these these uh, canned coffees are really designed to fill in the holes of all the stuff you hear in the media just to really get down and dirty with what you're doing. We want to know what you're doing to stay fiscally solvent, all the smart things you're doing, and we want to provide you some ideas maybe you didn't think about. Um every topic is different. We bring Lance into some of them which are definitely more um macroeconomic. Those are great too. We also do lunch and learns, right? Midday, break up your day. We also get a lot of people that sit in on those, right? No, we do. And I, I think the big
3: key is that we tell you what's real and what's not because it's too often it's so difficult to understand what the media is portraying or what they're pushing. You know, what we do with our clients, how we work, how we operate. We provide advice. We don't have a product to push. Um, right. And I think that gives you that holistic and the fiduciary approach to anything and everything that you do. And so we have the ability because we don't have um, that big bank or big wirehouse saying, hey, guys, we got to go sell this. We're going to tell you, is this real? Is this not? What should you be doing? Um, a lot of these rules that we've talked about, Rich, Yeah. who are they developed by? They right. were developed by the
1: companies to protect them and to make them money. Yeah, you think these banks make up rules on how, how big your mortgage should be to make help you? <laughs> Come on. They want to make sure you make the payment, but they're going to try to suppress you as best they can. So you know, just be wary of that. Um, we're going to like, give you the truth. And- Sometimes it hurts, but it is what it is. We want you to understand and, and be ready to, um, you know, prepare. And these financial housekeeping tips are here, whether or not the economy does badly or not. But we know with the Fed pressing and what they're doing, rates going higher, um, where inflation is. And you can argue with me all day that inflation is going to drop to 2%. And I'm like, when is that going to happen, uh, especially in the service sector? Good luck. Um, you know, now we're going to, we, I'm hearing in the media now, Danny, transitory. They're like, we see, we were right. Inflation's Now transi- it's transitory. Well, yeah. it's always
3: transitory. It's just, <laughs> Is it going up or down?
0: Yeah, right? it's always in transit, right? It's yeah. always
1: moving to some degree. But now because of, you know, some of the supply chain opening up and some of the stuff that you don't really need to survive every day is down in price. Heck, if I want patio furniture or sweatpants or anything, any kind of junk, I'm going to get a good deal on it. But if I want to put gas in my car, I want to rent a place, uh, pay for insurance. uh, Yeah. Well, no, that inflation is still there. Yeah. But I
3: I am encouraged in some ways because I've got to talk to a lot of different people, small business owners, C-suite executives, and uh, talked to a really good friend of mine yesterday, in fact. And he Mm -hmm. said he runs a very large electrical wholesale supply company. And one of their biggest uh, suppliers to them Uh had them on allocation. And- he said, finally, we're getting off allocation. We're going to start getting the things that we need. And I'm hearing that yeah. from more and more people where it's not going to be like, hey, you can only get X amount yes. this month or this quarter. Yes. Um, so I think things are opening back up. Supply chains seem to be doing much better, uh, much healthier in that aspect. So that's just I, one example. I want, eggs, I want
1: eggs or I want to, you know, I'm buying
3: food. Well, you can rent uh, a chicken, Rich. I mean,
2: it's <laughs> a new trend. I mean, everybody's doing it. Oh. Yeah, these people that were growing chickens in their backyard are suddenly looking like geniuses. Yeah. Well, a lot of HOAs don't, don't allow it. I have a neighbor
3: who mm. uh, very conveniently turned their play set into a chicken coop. I thought, Ooh, man, that
1: really? is actually
2: pretty smart.
1: Yeah, the play set clucks during the day, and people don't understand <laughs> how that happens. <clears throat> is yeah. it one of those wooden
2: fort kind of things? Mm-hmm. And they just put chicken wire over it. Yep. <laughs> Around the bottom. Beautiful.
1: That's that could be actually a good daycare center for your kids. Just put them in there. <coughs> Eggs for days. Yeah, I don't Who know.
0: Who knows what you
2: have? Free kids. range chickens. Yeah. Free range kids. That's how we grew up. Who knows what they'd hatch in there?
3: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want mine. All three of mine confined in one spot like that. It wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't end up good.
1: I again, it's the inflation that you are concerned about. Go ahead and look at the Atlanta Fed sticky price CPI that's the inflation you're going to worry about hasn't budged. Okay. It hasn't, but it's leveled off, but there's one thing to say that inflation has tempered, but to actually go in reverse is going to be a problem. Danny, if you, if the fed is already been behind the curve and now they're going to go in 25 basis point increments, um, to me, that's just a long drawn out pain. uh, why not continue? What are you seeing out there, especially when it comes to wages? Wages are still... I mean, obviously, they're not... Actually, I saw I saw a chart yesterday that showed real wages are finally positive. Well, we're still seeing wage growth. We're, and like you said, we're not seeing the productivity. As long as those numbers remain sticky, the Fed's going to have to continue. And I think this stock market is in complete denial over the whole thing. I, I'm just... I'm just amazed. And listen, I get it. You have a generation of investors who have been groomed by the Fed to, to, to think that they're going to be bailed out by it. I mean, over a
3: generation, right? Well, but they've always, they, they have always they have always come to the rescue, right? So, yeah. I mean, look, we can make an argument for, um, you know, maybe the bottom's been set. We see things move quickly. I mean, I don't think that's a likely scenario right now, but maybe that is the case, right? You can make one that we, we just kind of trudge through the mud like we've done for the last six months. Or maybe we fall off a cliff. I don't know. But what you're going to have to have something with systemic risk that's going to have to really propel this thing downward further, right? Or the, the, Fed, Fed, to, the Fed to move. Yeah, and and or the don't Fed want to move aggressively. To ha- they that do that 50 basis points right. versus yeah. a 25. Because, look,
1: markets have priced in a still a couple more hikes. Yeah, but at 25. Correct. Right. You know, because they're so anxious for the Fed to be done, yet the inflation numbers are not moving as fast as the market is. So I'm not, I'm not sure where these mixed signals are coming, especially when the Fed's very clear that they're gonna continue to raise rates.
3: All right, they raise rates, do bonds continue to climb? Like, do rates, does it negatively they, impact them as much as it historically has? That's a good point, because has. to
1: your point, I, I do think for intermediate longer duration bonds, this is gonna be a good year for them, Yeah. right? And if you're on the short end of the curve and you're happy there, you're like a kid in a candy store. I can get a, tri- I mean, I can get a three, six, three to six month Treasury bill, right? Yeah, over heck four and a yeah. half percent. <clears throat> All right, so, putting you on the spot,
3: so yield curve uninvert <clears throat> this year.
1: The last thing I'll say is, they, Daddy uh-huh. show, showed this about Medigap premiums going up by the time you're 70, and, and some friend of his that switched to Medicare Advantage. I still think that's a mistake, and uh, because if there is a major illness, PPO or not, there's going to be a problem. If that person stays healthy, great, but you're, you're playing healthcare roulette when it comes to Medicare Advantage, at least for now. Let's see what happens in a few years. There's been a lot of strides being made in that space.
3: Uninvert, yes or no? Come on.
1: No. No. Okay, wow. It's going to be a long time. Stay tuned. financial, uh, Financial housekeeping tomorrow. Come join us. Have a good weekend, everybody.